Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Greetings, friends, brothers, and sisters. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast once again. We're so glad to have you here with us. And uh, Brother Tim Dodd has returned from his trip to Ethiopia. But while he was there, he was able to conduct an interview with Brother Talemwa Basabozi, a brother that we've been working with for quite a while now. Uh, He has uh, worn several hats throughout his ministry, even though he's a, a young brother. He's worked as an evangelist, and uh, he's Ugandan, but uh, he also had some fruit in Ethiopia and was instrumental in the founding of that church that is now thriving in Addis Ababa. And uh, having returned to Uganda, he began helping us coordinate the efforts to getting resources into the hands of the people in Uganda who are part of the current revival, the awakening that is going on. And in addition, he has started a church in Kampala recently. So Brother Basabosi is very busy, a very ambitious, a very active man, and we're so glad that Brother Tim had a chance to sit down and talk to him as they were traveling in Ethiopia. So God bless you, Brother Bus and Brother Tim. God bless you, Brother Mark. And it's good to be back on the podcast here live, as you could say, from Ethiopia, where we're here having meetings in Addis Ababa and Hawassa. But while I'm here, Brother Telemo Basabozi from Uganda, who's worked with us for many years, uh, is with us here, and he's supporting the meetings and also encouraging the believers himself and uh, I thought that we'd just have a little talk with him about what's happening in Uganda, the printing work, the translation work, and kind of get it in his own words. So God bless you, Brother Bus, and it's good to have you with us. God bless you, Brother Tim. It's good to be here once again on the podcast. I think it's my second time or third, I don't remember. But it's good to be back and to be able to um, uh, fellowship and be able to speak more on what the Lord is doing in Ethiopia and also in Uganda. Amen. We, uh, we were just talking about translation in the different languages, and Uganda has many languages, of which we are diligently working in three languages, Luganda, Ateso, and Karamajong. And uh, we've shared this with the people before, but uh, right now on the Message Hub, we have uh, 299 translations in the Luganda language, which is the main language that we've been working in, all these years, and we're very happy for that. And uh, we have now 40 in the Atesso language, which we've just been doing since last year. And we've just started the Karamajong language, and in my November report of my trip, the details are in that trip, and we just were able to publish last month four 
translations there, and there's many more translations that are in the work from the team. So I know, Brother Bus, you've been working very hard with the brothers in the Karamuja region, and maybe you could just share with the people a little bit of, the, of what's going on in that region. Well, um, I, uh, one thing I want to thank God for is that a minister can go out and preach like what the Lord has done in Ethiopia over the past few years, and the message was and it's getting established here. But when I traveled back to Uganda in 2019, it's another, you know, what God is doing there to see the people uh, being able to get the message in their own language. There's nothing that can give more satisfaction uh, than the people getting the message in their hands. So um, we started translation in the other languages in Luganda. Luganda was the first, and then Ateso. Um, we can talk about that later. But then the brothers from Karamoja had on um, what we were, had about what we, what we were doing in the other languages, and they wanted this to happen in their language too. Now you have to understand that Karamoja, well, is taken to be the most remote place uh, in Uganda. So uh, civilization is still uh, getting into that region. Uh, but the people there love the Lord, and but for the most part, they have just been hearing the message uh, from the people that introduced it. Brother John Mark was the man that introduced the message in that region some years ago. Uh, he's, he's going to be with the Lord now. But most of these people uh, have never had even one message book, and they have... Uh, never read a, me a message book or heard uh, the message being preached directly from the prophet. And so uh, this is going to be the first time that in Karamoja the message will be translated. Amen, that's wonderful. Um, I know it was rough for you when you took the trip up there to introduce to the translators the process and, and install the equipment and that sort of thing. Um, I think you got malaria at that time. Yeah, you know, it was quite uh, a very hard time. Uh, of course, we had to, uh, I had to be a little bit more professional in, in the way of getting the team together, put it together, and, and then do some interviews, see who uh, qualifies to be able to translate. At least the minimum requirements were that a person had to know how to operate a computer, a laptop, a laptop computer, then also have the basic understanding of the message uh, and then the scripture. And so um, several people passed, but then uh, I think one one failed. So, But then we uh, pressed on with the one that, that passed, and uh, they're doing quite a good job. I got malaria there because I had not got malaria in many, many years. So uh, I got sick after that, and uh, but I'm, I'm glad that the Lord gave me grace. I recovered and then took another trip there to uh, integrate the team. And now the, the team is up and running. We have about six brothers there doing translation in the language called Ngakaramajong. Amen. The, uh, it's good for the people to hear what's happening. And, and the, as you said, that this is the first introduction of message books into that region, in the Karamuja region. And uh, initially when we, uh, or let me say it this way, uh, Brother Bus is the manager of our office in uh, Kampala, Uganda, where we do printing. And we print 12,000 books a month. 
And initially, we were doing 12,000 Luganda books because of the large numbers of people uh, being baptized, introduced into the message in the region there. But now, with the other regions coming online with translation, we are uh, dividing up our, tr- our printing efforts, and we're doing, uh, I think it is 5,000 in Luganda. And uh, why don't you share with people? 5,500 messages in Luganda. And then in Ateso, currently, we are doing about 2,000 um, uh, titles. And we are also printing a message, uh, the messages in uh, Rwandese uh, language um, Kenya, Rwanda. called Kenya Rwanda, yes, yeah, yeah. about 1,500 uh, titles also. And um, uh, we are also doing it. You mean books, not titles? Ah, I'm sorry. Uh, of course, I mean books, books, titles of um, books of one title. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and then uh, we are also doing it in uh, in the other languages. Um, I can't. I don't have it handy here. But. We're also doing Karamuja. I think we're doing yeah, a yeah. thousand books. Yes, yes. Is it fifteen hundred or a thousand? A thousand five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so th- that's what we're doing now is rather than focusing just on Luganda, we're spreading out and, and working in these other languages, and Brother Bus is very capably managing that, has a, a number of volunteers that work there in the office, and that's a long story within itself. Um, maybe you could just share with the people the process of what you do in the printing. Yeah. Uh, yes, Brother Tim. Um, before I talk about that, uh, one thing that I need to note and the people need to understand that... Uh, the work in Karamoja is was inspired of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, when we first started out there, uh, brother, a pastor, an elder in the region, that area, is not from Karamoja himself, but his place, Teso, borders with Karamoja. Pastor Charles Somwata was the one that uh, came up um, after speaking with the people and, and brought the need, and the people traveled. Actually, you remember the time when you were in Uganda, these people traveled uh, hundreds of miles just to come and meet with, with you and with us and uh, just to lay out their burden to have this message translated in their language. Explain that trip of how far those brothers came and how difficult that was. Actually, they came, um, the, the major trip uh, uh, from, uh, you know, the Karamoja is a vast area, but most of them came from Moroto, and uh, they traveled for uh, more than 12 hours, actually, to get to Kampala. And they were using public means to, uh, to travel to get to Kampala. And for, for the most part, well, I told them, I said, brothers, if indeed you have the burden and you want this message to be translated, then you are going to have to sponsor your own trip to come down to Kampala and meet with us. And then we will know that you are indeed burdened for that work. So it's about uh, 500 kilometers Amen. It, and people might not understand that's not 500 kilometers on good North American highways either. That's on a, in a public bus, crowded, no air conditioning, dusty, dirty roads, all of that. And these people had a burden for their people to get the message into their hands. That's a tremendous amount of work, Brother Bus, and we appreciate it. But one of the things that our vision is, is that the local people need to do something for their own benefit. And this is the volunteer labor is the opportunity for people, uh, the local people who don't have funds to pay for their own books. They don't have funds to uh, to buy the supplies or to have it commercially done. But if they can volunteer some time, 
then they're putting something into those books that they're getting the benefit out of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the first time we started, it was just myself, Brother Shem, and then others came joined us from our local uh, local assembly, uh, mostly. Uh, they just come volunteer their time, mostly young people, and uh, uh, they, um, for about eight hours a day or so, and uh, uh, do as much as they can. And once the work is now finished and the books are cut, uh, these books are now packed and loaded on trucks to be taken to uh, the brothers that distribute them to the churches. Amen. So back to the office and the printing there. Just let the people know, uh, Brother Bus, uh, how it goes for you every month. Kind of give them an idea of how things work in order to get the books printed. It's, I know it's a lot of manual work and uh, also the distribution and all of those things. Well, by God's grace, um, about a year ago or so now, we were able to uh, purchase that instru- uh, machine called the RISO. Very, very good uh, at printing quite large co- quantities of work at a go. So uh, it does print, but we do not have a collector. So we do the work manually. So one brother is assigned on printing and then the other are assigned on doing different works. It's a process to, to, to make a completed book. So it goes from the printer, then goes to the brothers whose hands now work as a collector. So they, they bring the pages together. You know, if the, the a message book has like 10 pages or 10 papers, so they will have to manually bring it together into a book, and then another group will be stapling, while another group will be manually folding after which uh, these books are taken to uh, they are taken to the, uh, a machine now which is commercially to press and cut so uh, but all these brothers working in the office uh, working as volunteers they don't get paid they uh, only volunteer their time and we just uh, reimburse their transport expense expenditures and and uh, they uh, uh, but they they really put a lot of uh, effort in uh, getting this th- these messages printed and this uh, this work done. Amen. You know, uh, print translation and printing books are are not the end of it all. We also do audio translation there, uh, mostly through the church in Sita, and the brothers there that have built up the experience in doing audio translation. That's Brother Fred Chienji and his boys, and. Uh, we have been doing Luganda translation there, and we just recently started uh, Ranya Katara audio translation. And they have set up with the brothers in the western part of Uganda to do that, and maybe once that's up and running, we'll do another podcast there. But I just wanted to let the people know that uh, translation is a great work. And as we said previously, you know, the bride must be clothed with the word of God. And so we appreciate that. Now, I just want to give Brother Bus one more opportunity. Now, Brother Bus is also a pastor and uh, pastors a church there and has a little work that has sprung up since he's returned from Ethiopia to Uganda. He did the founding work of the message, spreading the message here in Ethiopia from 2014 to 2019, 2013. To 2019. Yes, of course, 2013. That's when you were married, yeah. and you took your honeymoon in Uganda. And so uh, 
Uh, and then in 2019, the, the country of Ethiopia put in a rule that uh, unless you have a theological training certificate, you cannot be a visiting, you cannot stay in the country and uh, pastor a church or be a preacher in this country. So Brother Basabosi had to return home, but during his time here, the people were grounded in the word and the Lord raised up brothers that were laboring in the word of God. And so that's a great work and a great story for another time. But when he went home, he started another church and uh, it's in the Kampala area as there are many churches in the Kampala area, a very high population area. And uh, uh, I'll just maybe let Brother Bus explain that work briefly to us and also what their current needs are in his local assembly. Yeah, God bless you, Brother Tim. Well, when we moved to you, when we moved back to Uganda, myself and my family, we were just uh, looking to the will of the Lord. And uh, uh, I should mention that shortly before we moved back, uh, God uh, sent to us a certain a sister who was working at the embassy here in Ethiopia. So she, she heard of them. I think she read something on the internet about the prophet and uh, she wanted to know more and she wanted to get baptized and so she needed a preacher who will help her get baptized and get uh, to know more of the message. So uh, I think she contacted some brothers in the U.S. Um, uh, they, they then uh, direct, directed her to us. And so when this sister was baptized, I baptized her in Uganda. You know, she invited me to her home, which is in this area now where we have started a new work. And, uh, you know, as I baptized people, more people in this area, I think got to about five to ten people. And uh, so she, I, I kind of felt a burden for these people and wanted to move in this area and see what the Lord will do. Um, the burden increased, and after six months, uh, we thought of the Lord, uh, led of the Lord to move here and started a fellowship in our home, and people started coming, and, and we went, our uh, home became small, so we went out, uh, rented an, um, a place, in an, a commercial place, and we've been gathering there now for about a year, and uh, we, um, we, we now, uh, by God's grace, uh, also uh, outgrown the place where we are, and uh, but you see, the most important thing here is that uh, we're taking. We believe that this is the generation that we are not going to sit and relax. There are those that went out before us. They've done a lot of work, and many souls want to the Lord. We are the seeds of, that were planted in the beginning, and now we've sprung up. And also need to take this message to this uh, generation that we are now living in. We 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 believe that um, until the coming of the Lord, there will be a people that will take the message out. And so we're doing what we can, and we are believing even the Lord to provide for us to uh, actually the people have already have encouraged the people and told them to uh, rise up to the challenge, you know, uh, gather funds so we can buy our own uh, church land to build a tabernacle there. And so we're about 40 now, and so by God's grace we believe uh, for that, and we are uh, uh, looking forward to, to do that. And uh, the most important thing is to take to send the message out. Amen. Now let me... I know you don't want to say, but let me ask you specifically, uh, what would a plot of land cost for the church in the Kampala area which you are in, which I know is a very expensive area, but what would a piece of land cost? Well, we're, we're looking up uh, at $42,000, and our people in our local assembly have so far gathered $3,000, which is a miracle <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'll say amen to that. 
for African church to raise $3,000 amongst themselves. Uh, that's as, about as miraculous as it comes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the Lord. I should say it is the Lord because uh, if God is behind the work, I believe he, he will uh, support it. You know, the Lord will provide. I've told the people, is Jehovah Jireh. We do not know where the rest will come from, but we have a burden. And it's not about, you know, building programs and things. It's about having a, a decent small place where we people can come and hear the message. And so I, I believe for it. I told the people to believe for it. Uh, God will make a way where there is no way. Amen. We believe that. And we have experienced that. And that's how God moves in this generation amongst the elect of God. Well, thank you, Brother Buzz, for being with us. We appreciate your time. I know you're heading right out now shortly to Hawassa to be with the people there. And we'll be with them next weekend. So thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. I'll be in Awasa for, uh, I think, a couple of days before I, I head out back to Uganda. And uh, I know you are going to be c coming in for the weekend. So I, uh, the ministers, I'm going to, to be min meeting ministers there and, you know, grounding them further one-on-one. -on -one. I know you'll be having meetings generally in the church, but I'll be uh, meeting one-on-one -on -one and maybe also doing more outreaches within Hawasa City. God bless you and thank you for coming to Ethiopia. Amen. God bless you too. That was a great interview, Brother Tim, and that is just the kind of thing we would expect from Basabosi, just laboring in all areas, and uh, we really pray for him, pray that God will continue to prosper his ministry as he seems to have a special anointing on his life. Well, there you have it, Brother Mark. We appreciate all of the labors that are being done overseas to um, feed the flock of God to clothe the bride of Jesus Christ, to deal with new believers. There are numbers of baptisms taking place all the time, and uh, we're very grateful for the labors of each and any, every one. I do want to say, just for the people's benefit, that these pastors, whether it be Brother Basabozi, Brother Ibali, Brother uh, Fred Chienji, there's other brothers that I could list at length that work with uh, Brother Stephen Abali and Brother Fred Chienji that to go out into the field, labor, and tirelessly labor amongst the new believers and in reaching out to unsaved. And they're really the heroes behind this all. We're just uh, kind of sharing the burden of the word of Uganda and enabling people to get behind the work. Many of these brothers uh, are uh, behind or, shall we say, uh, suffering in their own local assemblies. Uh, and when I say suffering, I mean their buildings are in a little bit of disrepair. They have needs that are left to the side while we minister to the needs of the new believers I know Brother Basabozi is trying to gather funds to build a church. Brother Ibali has a uh, washroom facility that is in disrepair and badly needs repair. Uh, Brother Fred has his own needs. Some of these other brothers in their own assemblies have un unfinished churches, and they've laid that aside while we build uh, structures for the new believers, congregations that have been left without places of worship, while we fund tarpaulins for temporary shelter for people to worship under, etc., etc. So these are the unsung heroes, and you know when we get on the other side, these are the ones who truly shall receive a great crown of glory. And uh, the Lord has enabled them to reap great rewards for their service. So remember them in prayer.
and we pray that the Lord will meet their needs. Uh, and that's what we do is we just present these needs, and as people uh, feel led, burdened by the Holy Spirit to give, we then use those funds to help meet the needs of these believers overseas. So God bless you. It's been so wonderful to be here and to share this with you. And until next time, Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Aho. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast.